0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burned out. I tell them I'm not like the rest. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today's episode is a really fun one. We have Emily DiDonato on the podcast. I also want to let you guys know, because I have been forgetting to tell you that we actually have a YouTube channel now. So if you guys want to see any of these interviews, like actually watch them on your TV, your laptop, your phone, whatever, we have that on the IYSM YouTube channel that I have in the show notes. So All of those recordings are up there. I've even been pulling some of the old ones from in-studio in LA. I'm actually going to LA within the next month to record a lot in studio. So it's not gonna be a ton of Zoom recordings, hopefully from here on out. So if you guys wanna watch it, you guys can on the YouTube channel. If you guys are unaware, Emily is actually a supermodel turned content creator. She's been the face of Maybelline for years and years. We're gonna talk about how she got into it. She has a Giorgio Armani commercial that I feel like is just one of those staple commercials you remember from your childhood. She's a true businesswoman. She has transitioned into content creation. Most recently, she's actually become the founder of Covey, which is a new skincare line that is so good. They were even talking about this on the toast recently, how it's like the best quote unquote influencer skincare out there. I actually have a discount code. So if you guys want, you can use the code ILYSM to get 10% off the Covey routine, guys, it's really bomb. Also, I will be recording in LA in studio next month. So let me know who you guys want to hear on the show. And last but not least, guys, we have added a new segment to the show. I don't have a name for the segment yet. So if you guys come up with a name, you let me know, but we are actually doing listener call-in. So you guys can call 866-99-ILYSM, which is 866-994-5976, and leave a question at the tone to be featured at the end of the episode. So if you guys have like a specific question or advice or something you need, leave a message at the tone and I will be getting back to you at the end of each episode. So be sure to stay tuned until the end to listen to that. As always, join the Facebook group, follow us on Instagram, I L Y S M podcast, Kinsey Elizabeth. We're on TikTok as well, which is just ILYSM podcast. But yeah, without further ado, let's get in to the episode. Emily, I just have to say your life. I don't know if you realize this, but with the combination of you meeting your husband on a plane and you actually legitimately getting scouted at the mall, it's like a YA like fiction novel that everyone wants to live. It really is. I was doing more research and just like, this is the life. (laughs) That's actually so
0: funny that you say that. I could actually see all of that happening in like a young adult novel for sure. Yeah, I've definitely had an interesting journey and gotten very lucky in many scenarios, I feel.
1: (laughs) Yes. I mean, I can't imagine actually modeling. I think that would probably be the hardest job. And I do want to get into that a little bit. I first off and obsessed with you, you give off the energy of like, I'm not even like an energy person, but you give off like best friend energy and you're just very welcoming already. I'm like, we've been talking for three minutes and I'm like, I love this. Thank you so much. Yeah.
0: I mean, I I've gotten that before. That's very nice. And I feel like I try to make sure that my persona offline matches the one online of like who I am as a person. So I appreciate that.
1: I want to go back in your life, even before you were getting, you know, scattered up malls, what did you grow up kind of thinking you would become, or did you have any like big dreams? Did you ever see this for yourself?
0: I can't say that I saw myself becoming a model because it's like when I was growing up, people would say like, oh, you should be a model, but becoming a model isn't something that you're like, yeah, you know what? I, I am going to go be a model. That's not like there's no easy entryway into that. I think it's easier today than it was like 10 years ago when I first started modeling. But yeah, when I was in high school, I was applying to colleges before I got scouted and I thought maybe I wanted to do something in wellness or fitness. I always loved those categories. Um, but I had absolutely no idea. I really was clueless. And I was going to be one of those people who was going to go into college and be like, I don't know. I'll let the wind take me where I need to go.
1: So when you get scouted at a mall, were you like, this is a scam? Or did you think like, this is my big break? It-
0: Felt like a combination of both because you are kind of weary and there were a lot of people there and I was with my mom and I was so young and I was kind of like this would be amazing if it's true but yeah I got a bunch of like agents cards and they were all like legitimate people who worked at real agencies that if you google them they were real people so I was kind of like okay like these are real people who work in New York and work at these agencies. So yeah, I was kind of like, I definitely wanted to pursue it, but I think my mom and I were definitely weary at first. I always tell people when they're like, Oh my God, you got scouted in the mall. What a dream. And I'm like, I'm sure many of those are still scams. Like don't go running
1: off with people in the mall. (laughs) What was the next step once you had gotten scouted and you realized that this was legit? Well, right after I met this woman at the mall, then I
0: started going on castings in New York and I went to see like all of these giant brands. And I, one of my first castings was for Ralph Lauren. And by the end of the day of my very first day of castings, I had booked a Ralph Lauren campaign. And I was like, wow, that was super legit. And even the casting itself, like I knew I went in there, I met with like everyone who worked at Ralph Lauren and the female styling side. I met a bunch of other models who were there and I was like, right, this is a very legitimate casting. And they were like, yeah, you booked the job, like you're shooting next week. And I was like, I just went from like never modeling a day in my life, to like being a Ralph Lauren model overnight. And that was just
1: nuts. (laughs) Were you like really nervous and terrified or were you kind of naive? So it helped you. I was so nervous. I was so terrified. And I remember I was just like,
0: watching all the other models on set and being like, Oh my God, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I need to like watch them and see if I can learn and like pick up a few tips and tricks. And I remember being very open about like, this is my first shoot. So like nobody look at me and be like, what is this girl doing? Cause I genuinely don't know what's going on. And I was just really nervous, but luckily people understood like they, they were excited that it was their, my first job and they got to like be the first people I worked with and stuff. So, but it was a total combination. I was totally freaked out.
1: I cannot even imagine. On one hand, it's like so many girls dreams. But on the other hand, that is kind of a nightmare. Like that is so scary to go into. I cannot imagine. I want to talk a little bit about just kind of life in your 20s and your career in your 20s, especially in an industry that's changing so much. I feel like I'm going through like a quarter life crisis. So this is like kind of selfish. (laughs) But I also just being in digital, I think you know, the industry is constantly changing. And I think anyone in their twenties, like careers are changing. Life is changing so much. It's a very uncertain decade. Uncertainty is my least favorite thing. So it's just like not the most fun, but what do you think the biggest piece of advice you would give yourself in maybe your early twenties?
0: A few things. Number one, I would say stop being so concerned with like what people are thinking about you. I remember that taking up so much of my time and energy and gave me a lot of anxiety. I was very focused on how other people were perceiving me, but I think everyone in their twenties is doing that. And it's like, they're all thinking about themselves. No one's looking at you and paying attention to you as much as you think they are. And then like, off that note I would say I wish that I allowed myself to try more things and just be less afraid I was I kind of always came from the school like oh I, I don't want to try that if I'm not going to be good at it or I don't want to do that if I'm not going to be like the best at it and it kept me from doing and trying so many things like even because of my modeling career I wouldn't try or pursue so many things because I'd be like oh well I can't go to school or I can't join that club or I can't do that thing because I might have to work there was always this idea that I might have work, which was true. I did have to miss every birthday and event and thing because I would get a call from my agent and be like, you have to leave and go, but you can always make it work. And I just feel like leaning into that, like uncomfortableness and like those challenges and trying, cause you learn so much and you build so much confidence that way.
1: I had to share what has been making the biggest difference in my life in the past week. So I don't know about you guys, but I have just been really tired, a little bit overwhelmed, and I just haven't felt like cooking at all. I want food that's fast, but I don't want to eat fast food because that just makes me more stressed and more tired, right? I want quality meals, but I don't want the hard work of prepping, cooking, and cleaning. That's where Freshly has come in, right? So Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door, no cooking required. Grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain, especially right now. And with Freshly, you don't have to, right? Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week. So you can keep your fridge stocked and skip this trip to the store. Ordering is also so easy, right? You can go on Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak peppercorn, sausage baked pinna, or their chicken pesto bowl. Actually, the chicken pesto is my go-to. It's my like top fave right now. And now our listeners can try Freshly for just $6.16 per meal. That is insane, okay? You can stop searching the internet for healthy fast food near me every night and start living life Freshly. Your meals are always delivered fresh, never frozen, and are ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes. With new meals added each week, Freshly brings the convenience of chef-made, nutritionist design classics right to your kitchen. So right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash I love you. You guys can stop stressing about dinner. Go to Freshly.com slash I love you for $40 off your first two orders. That's Freshly.com slash I love you for $40 off your first two orders. All right, guys, let's get back to the show. You know, those things you are too embarrassed to talk about when it comes to dating, like when to say I love you, how to define the relationship. Well, We Met at Acme touches upon all of those subjects and more, and we get right into it with our guests and talk about their dating lives and also what not to do when it comes to dating, because we're all kind of confused together. So you can tune in every Sunday to We Met at Acme, and maybe you can learn a thing or two while I learn a thing or two. I'm reading this book right now called The Defining Decade. I'm a big reader. And anytime I like don't know something, I feel like I have to read everything. So I have like some sort of control. Um, And she was talking about how kind of a similar thing. And I don't remember the exact term she used. But essentially, there's like little things of like your identity. And the more that you not finding your identity in work or anything like that. But there's so many things that you can go back to and learn that ultimately will like lead you but people are so focused on just what they know, they end up missing out on that. And I'm like, that's actually, I think a pro to having a more, maybe like creative career because you have a little bit more leniency, but then at the end of the day, you do and you don't, you know? So it's like a kind of like weird in between. What are your thoughts on like having a five-year plan?
0: You know, it's funny. Like my husband is very five-year plan. He's five-year plan. He's 10-year plan. I have always been go with the flow. But I will say that some of the best moments in my life, in my career are when I at least had bullet pointed goals listed out. And I have those dating back to like 2012 and they were for myself, but they were also for the people that I was working with at the time, whether that was like agents or management. Just having this list of like, these are the few things that I want to do. And just having that list was very helpful. So I don't think it needs to be a five-year plan, but I always think that you should have some sort of idea of a few things that you want to accomplish within the year and keep revisiting that list. Usually like around a new year, I would do that.
1: So you would make lists like
0: yearly for goals? Yes. And it would be very specific too. It would be like, I want to work with this person. I want to make this much money. I want to meet this person this year. I want to do this type of collaboration. And the people I was working with would be like, that is so so extra. No one does this. And I'm like, You know, the worst case scenario is you say, we can't make that happen or it just doesn't happen. But for the most part, all those things would happen because you kind of will them into existence.
1: Mm -hmm. How did you kind of guard your almost like mental sanity and confidence in the modeling industry? I
0: mean, it definitely wasn't easy in the beginning of my modeling career. When you're so young, you're so impressionable. You have so many people telling you how to look, how to act, how to be. And I very much was influenced by that. And it kind of crushed my self-esteem and my confidence. So I do have to say that age was a big part of like moving out of that stage, but I think what was very helpful to me was like, I was very close to my family. I'm also from upstate New York. I would go home a lot. So anytime I felt like I was getting really wrapped up in like work or competition or the scene or being in New York too much, I would just like go home and visit my family, which was really, really grounding for me. But it was still like a total roller coaster because like you're trying to find yourself. You have all these people telling you you should look different, be different. You don't even know who you are in your early 20s. Like I still feel like I'm 30 now and I'm just starting to feel like more sturdy in myself. So yeah, it was quite a journey.
1: It is like something to be said about you. You are so grounded and so down to earth and not that not everyone is that way. I think it's just obviously a lot easier to not be that way. In the modeling industry of having a certain following or whatever that might be. And you are like, so normal, like talking to you feels like you're just like talking to a friend or like a big sister. And that is really not the case most of the time. Yeah. I mean, I think like being a model, being in like entertainment,
0: whether it's like models, actresses, musicians, I think people get a little ahead of themselves and think because they have followers, it just goes for influencers as well, because you have followers People are interested in your life doesn't necessarily make you better or more interesting than other people. So you kind of have to remember that. And I always walk into a situation kind of like in a social situation or work or events, it's like, what can I learn from other people? I'm not here to like flex and talk about me and my accomplishments of my life. I already know those things. I already experienced those things. The people around me may know that, they may not, but what's gonna be more beneficial to me for my growth, for learning is figuring out what everyone else is doing, what they're learning you know, what are their expertises and like focusing on absorbing from the people around me, if that makes sense.
1: I love that. Do you have any people that you've really looked to in your career, maybe books or like podcasts even that have impacted you? That's so interesting. Actually, like, I mean, my favorite book is the four agreements. That's a book that I reread often.
0: I feel like it's a great like life code book to live by, but I'm always influenced by different things. Honestly, like I watch a ton of YouTube. I watch a lot of other influencers. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but there's no like one person. It really depends on what's going on in my life. Like right now I just launched a business two months ago. So I'm listening to a ton of digital marketing podcasts and experts in that space. Previous to that, I was listening to a lot of more like influencer podcasts or watching a lot of influencers on YouTube, trying to learn from them. So it depends on like what's going on in my life and what I'm trying to learn. But I'm definitely more of a podcast, YouTube video person versus a book person, Audiobooks I can do, but I don't sit down and read enough. I wish I did.
1: Okay. I want to get specific and who you were following. So in influencers, when you were more on those podcasts, what were you listening to? For influencers, like people that I felt really inspired by were like,
0: best dressed was one person that I really liked. I love Lauren Elizabeth. I love skincare by Hiram. I love some of the more comedic ones, even like Emma Chamberlain. I think with like YouTube, I was always interested to see like how the younger generations started like creating content and what kind of trends and things they were kind of tapping into. Cause that would very much influence me. Um, those are a few people. I always love like Mickey tutorial. Some of the more old school YouTubers, of course, but those are a few. What
1: about in digital marketing?
0: For digital marketing, I mean, for marketing generally or just learning like a person that I always go back to and listen to is like Tim Ferriss. I love his podcast. I love Bulletproof Radio. There's like Influencer Marketing Hub is one of the podcasts that I listen to. Social Media Marketing is another one, but that's only because I'm focused on my business. So I'm like listening to all those kind of more like marketing nerdy ones.
1: I love the nerdy stuff. I randomly will get like fixated on a topic. Like I'm really into neuroscience right now, just like the most random things. And like, it's all I can listen to. I'm the exact same way, but it really does just depend on like where I'm at in life. Yeah, exactly. If you guys have listened to this show ever, then you probably know that I'm very passionate about mental health and therapy. I go to therapy weekly and it has been the biggest game changer in my life. And that's why I'm just so passionate about it because I know it can help so many people. That's why I love BetterHelp because they're making it even more accessible. So BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. It is so convenient. You can also start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help, but it is professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And guys, this is all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is also available. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors near you. They have licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient. It's professional. It's affordable. In fact, so many people have been using Better Health. They're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you guys to start living a happier life today. So as a listener, you guys will get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash Kinsey. You guys can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their own mental health. Again, that is hel slash Kinsey. Okay, I want to talk about you meeting your husband because it is seriously like the most incredible story. So just take it away. It's a beautiful story.
0: (laughs) So I met my husband, Kyle, on a flight from New York to Denver, Colorado. So I was flying to Colorado to shoot the cover of Vogue Australia. And he was flying for a ski work trip. And we sat next to each other. The first half of the flight, I was sleeping. I woke up and then we started chatting like midway through the flight all the way until we got to Denver Um, we were both going to Vail. Actually, um, we had mutual friends in common. We were both from upstate New York. We lived on the same block in the city. We just had a lot of like really weird things in common, but we went our separate ways. We did exchange numbers. And then he kept calling me like the month after we met and being like, where are you? Like what's going on? And luckily, I was like traveling and busy and just not paying attention as that always goes. Like when you're not paying attention, when people are like actively pursuing you and you're just busy. And then I invited him to my birthday party. When we got back to New York, like I was like, okay, this guy keeps calling me like, you can go to my birthday party if you want. Like all my friends are coming. You can come too. He came with a bunch of his friends and then we hung out and like have been together pretty much ever since then.
1: So was it kind of instant, would you say, or was it a slow burn? It was pretty
0: instant in the sense that when we first spoke on the airplane, I think we both were like, oh, this is like a nice, good person. We had similar values and we got deep very quickly. And him and I are both that way. Like we, t- we spoke about family. We spoke about our work. Like we spoke about where we wanted to go in life. Like I remember the conversation got like deep very quickly and I felt like I knew this person when I got off the airplane, but I've had that experience before on airplanes. Unfortunately, I am one of those people, probably a lot of people's worst nightmare because I talked to the people sitting next to me, find out where they're going, what's going on. So we definitely had like some sort of connection and like he was very handsome and cute, but I just like didn't really think anything of it yeah, I think like once we met back up, it was just like, I knew that this was a good person that I wanted to continue talking to and seeing.
1: Does he know that you're going to shoot the cover of Vogue Australia at this point? I think I did. But unfortunately
0: at the time when we met, like I did not look like a model. And when I say that, I mean like I was literally wearing like a North Face sleeping bag jacket that went like all the way to my feet UGG boots, like a sweatsuit. And this was before sweatsuits got cute in quarantine. Like it was like sweatpants. And I think he was probably like, okay, you're a model, like <laughs> quote unquote, like whatever that means. But yeah, he did not know that I was like a legitimate like model, legitimately a model. Like <laughs> yeah. literally
1: shooting the cover of oak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about kind of like your day to day like wellness routines, morning routines, things like that, before we get into more of like the business side which I'm really excited to talk about. Are you a big routine person? Yes, I am definitely a big routine
0: person. That's what makes me feel grounded. It makes me feel sane. It makes me feel put together. So yes, I definitely am.
1: Okay, can you get as specific as possible? Like give us your morning routines or whatever routine you feel like this is the one that I need. Yeah, I mean, for my morning routine, I
0: usually wake up every day between like 5 and 6 a.m., I always set my alarm exactly seven and a half hours after I go to bed. My key thing with like feeling good the next day is I only sleep seven and a half hours. No more, no less. Anything more or less than that makes me feel like groggy and not well. Um, and then when I wake up in the morning, I have an iced black coffee. I gave up on oat milk. I used to be like a huge iced oat milk latte person. And I realized that oat milk, some of the ones that I was drinking were like not organic and not very good for you and tons of sugar. And I was like, you know what? I'm going back to basics. Just a black coffee. I take my dog for a walk and then I just love the morning because it's like so quiet. That's like my favorite time of the day. Not to be productive though. I feel like a lot of people love the morning to like get things done while the world is quiet. I love it to do like my guilty pleasures, like scroll on TikTok and like not be judged and like the rest of the world is bustling and I like don't feel like I can go on TikTok or anything. But at 5 a.m. I'm like, it's okay. Like I'm having a slow, quiet morning here. It's my alone time and I really enjoy that. And then I work out every morning at 7 a.m. I work out virtually with a trainer. I always lift weights. That's kind of like my go-to workout when I'm working out virtually with a trainer. If I don't do that, I just walk on an incline. Those are kind of the main two things that I do. Come back from the gym. Then I always shower, hair, makeup routine. Of course, my skincare routine, which is like what makes me feel really good and great. And lately I have been doing my makeup as well, which makes me feel...
1: Good. And then I'm usually like at my desk by
0: like 9 30 or so.
1: I love that. I'm also like such a morning person and I love my morning routine. Recently though, it's weird. It's been so hard for me to wake up. Like, not that I ever woke up like, oh my God, it's 5 a.m. I'm so excited to be awake. But for some reason it's been so hard. I'm gonna try the seven and a half hour thing. It
0: is so helpful to me. I can't even tell you because sometimes, especially during quarantine, like you can sleep forever sometimes because you're like, I'm not in a rush to go anywhere in the morning. But I've had to like monitor that.
1: Yeah. Wait, you had, I think I saw one of your videos, the aura ring, right? Yes. I love the aura ring. Okay. Please tell me all about that because I was just on a call with Dr. Will Cole yesterday and we were talking about it. He's like, I think you need to get one.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. I just love it for tracking my sleep and like seeing how I slept the night before. And sometimes it does dictate like how active I am the next day. Like if I have a really rough night of sleep, I'm not like outgoing to like crush a workout and getting like my 10,000 steps. It kind of helps me sometimes. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I don't feel great. I'm going to like chill out today. Um, But I also love it for tracking steps, especially during quarantine, because like, I was just like not moving at all for a very long time. And this just helps me kind of remember to like get up, stretch my legs, get my steps in. So I love it for that.
1: Yeah. I think I'm going to order one. I've been thinking about it. Okay. Do you have any favorite products that you use even just throughout the day? It doesn't even have to be skincare makeup it can be like legitimately anything
0: yeah I definitely have a few things one thing like I I drink out of these like giant mason jars and I got these super luxurious like glass straws, which make drinking any beverage, like very luxurious to me. I love, um, in terms of, I always have my lip on me as well. Like my lipstick that I wear every day, which is this Clinique Chubstick stick in the color fuller fig. And I wear that on my cheeks and my lips. Like before every video call, I'm just like, I like put it on just to look more alive. Because even if I, I'm not wearing any makeup, if I have like some blush on and my lips on, like, I feel a little bit better. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like the two things that I'm like throughout the day give me a lot of life. I know like these hair clips that I use all the time, which are these massive ones from Amazon that actually hold all of my hair.
1: Oh, okay. So I'm so easily influenced. I'm going to order everything, but I have so much hair. So I need to get those because none of the clips ever- Oh my gosh. I have all of my products are TikTok. Even the big... I mean, I'm from Texas. So I grew up drinking everything in mason jars. But like bringing that back or even I have the Chamberlain coffee thing right here. Yeah. Like I always have... That stuff, it's, I swear, TikTok has influenced almost every purchase I've made in 2021. It, it impacts me very much, more very than i like much to so. admit. <laughs> okay, let's transition into you now as a businesswoman. Not that you, I mean, you were a businesswoman before, but starting a new brand, like what's the story behind it? And when did you decide this is what you wanted to do? Yeah. So we launched Covey in
0: March of 2021, but I, we started working on the brand over three years ago. We started on it though, because basically I loved skincare. Skin was super important for my work and for my life. And I came from kind of the world where I was like, more is more. I was layering all the products, all the actives, doing all the things. My skin was always kind of like falling off my face, very irritated. And I would go to work and makeup artists would be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, I'm using all of the most expensive products all at once. Like, why is this not working out for me? Um, and then I kind of realized that other people struggled with the same thing because my core questions were like, what products do I actually need in my skincare routine? Do they work together? And what order am I supposed to use them in? So that's what we were kind of solving with this three step system, which is heavy.
1: Okay. I want to talk about what products actually work together. Like what were things you were doing? Cause that's also a fear of mine. I have really simplified my routine, but I would always think like, okay, but what if these like somehow cancel each other out? Totally. So it's funny. I did this video for Harper's Bazaar, get unready
0: with me. And I showed my routine and I was doing makeup wipes, which of course everyone was like, just crushing me in the comments for, because in 2020, 2021, everyone's like, murder of makeup remover, but I was doing a vitamin C serum a retinol moisturizer, sunscreen for the day. Like these were all happening during the day and like retinol and vitamin C, especially hydroxy acid is not supposed to be used together. And so I was just like, I thought I was doing everything right, but I wasn't. And that was actually one of the main inspirational moments for Cubby because I got crushed in the comments. Everyone was like, this girl's routine is so whack. And I was like, wow, I'm so like passionate about skincare. I love skincare. I didn't realize that like I was so off here. And then myself and my business partner went on a ton of like skincare communities on Twitter. We were on skincare addiction on Reddit and we were looking through the questions and we were like, we are not alone. Everyone feels just as confused as we are in terms of like what products you're supposed to be pairing together and the order you're supposed to be using them in.
1: What are some skincare ingredients that we should stay away from? Well, retinol and vitamin
0: C was one of the main ones. Another thing that this is actually something our dermatologist, Dr. Rusek, helped us with was a lot of fragrances that are not supposed to be used together that are very commonly paired together. So those are like two examples of things that a lot of people were very confused about.
1: What has been like your biggest almost learning curve with starting the brand overall? Oh my gosh. I mean, I think the
0: biggest learning curve is like, you're never going to have everything totally figured out. I feel like with a business, I, and especially for myself and the kind of personality I have, I would love to feel like I could close the door on a moment or a project and feel like I did a great job. And like the book is closed, like task is complete. There is no such thing with a business because you're constantly evolving, trying to learn, trying to figure out how to do that one thing better or get more from this one situation So it's like every day I'm like, all right, what can I do to like better our business? And that is exciting, but also like daunting at times. And it's not nearly as satisfying as being like, okay, like check that off my to-do list because it's just an ever going thing. How have you decided or picked the team around you? So that took some time and some trial and error. Um, I will not lie. Like, you know, we started with certain people and we've used a lot of freelancers and we've worked with all women actually for building cutting in terms of like PR or social media, even like the videographer on our shoot our photographer in terms of like, even our website, like we redid that three different times with like three different people. And that was just one example where we just like couldn't get it right. And we weren't doing enough like due diligence, interviewing people enough, figuring out who was really the right fit for us and our business and doing reference calls. And like, I think the key thing of like hiring the right people is like doing reference calls, like doing as much research as you can on someone before like moving forward with them.
1: I was talking to someone who was talking about hiring and actually it was Sam of Mayfair. And she was just saying how, like, she really, really loves her team. And she's like, I read all these books on leading women and everything, but she's like, there's just, I guess, honestly, kind of personal of like, will you fit or will you not? It's not necessarily like you don't have the credentials. It's more of like, do you see the vision or do you not? Totally. And also, are you passionate about the brand and as interested in
0: the brand? Because some people are just going to be like, oh yeah, here's my work. It's done. And there are other people who go above and beyond and just want to help in any way that you can and are real team players. So I think that was a key thing, like with myself and my business partner, we would say to everyone, we want whoever we're bringing in, whether that's PR or social media, someone to help us with digital marketing to feel like a real partner to us. I don't want to feel like you work for me and I tell you what to do. We all collaborate together. What is your day-to-day with running Covey? I mean, we have like almost a daily sync for Covey, myself and my business partner at 8 a.m. So we're always like on a Google Hangout, figuring out like what each of us are working on, what did we work on the day before, you know, what's kind of in the pipeline right now. And then it's just a combination. Sometimes I'm creating content. That is kind of like my core part of Covey being an influencer or content creator. Sometimes I'm on calls figuring out, you know, for our social media strategy, our PR strategy, what's happening with that. And then it's also looking for new ways that we can be like sharing Covey, selling Covey, looking into like new avenues. Like, is it retail? Is it live shopping? You know, jumping onto Pinterest, where are we running ads right now? So it's kind of like Every single day is completely different though. (laughs) Can you go a little bit more into detail on the products? So first one we have is first of all, cleanser. So, um, for the first of all cleanser, I really wanted a product that would take off like all of my makeup. So I'd come home from work when we were testing this product from like Maybelline shoots. And I would just have so much makeup on even waterproof makeup. And I would test different versions of this cleanser and I would send a video of it to my business partner. And if it didn't take everything off, I was like, no, we're back to the drying board. Like this is not working. Um, but we wanted it to make sure that it took everything off, but didn't strip or dry your skin. So finding that combo was really, really difficult, but some of the key ingredients here, we have a oil, which is rich in lauric acid, which helps to protect the skin barrier. We have glycolipids also protect the skin's barrier and then we have aloe leaf juice which is really soothing on the skin. So it's really a powerful product in terms of everything that it removes, but it also makes sure that you protect your skin, strengthen it and not strip it and dry it. And then, we have our next step vitamin C serum. And also, if you can't tell each of the products reference the order that you are supposed to use them in, we wanted to make it as simple and straightforward as that. possible. Yeah, it's awesome. So for our next step serum, we actually use a different form of vitamin C than a lot of other brands use. We, we use um, THT ascorbate. So a lot of brands, a lot of people are familiar with l acid, but l acid is really unstable. A lot of times by the time you open the product, it oxidizes and no longer works. So with THD, what's really great about it, it's super stable. It has absolutely no smell. It's actually 15 times more powerful than allosorbic acid. And in here we also have grapeseed extract and vitamin E. And when you pair all three of those together, they actually work better together. Um, so that's our next step, vitamin C serum. It has this really great kind of like milky consistency. It's not like a lot of vitamin C serums. Actually, I find quite irritating that kind of give you that red, Of feeling to your skin because it's strong and it's an antioxidant. So, ours is super, super gentle. And then we have our last but not least moisturizer, which is this like really whippy, hydrating consistency. It's a perfect combination of oil based moisture and water based hydration ingredients. We have squalane in here, we have sodium hyaluronate in here, glycerin in here. We really wanted something that would bind with water, plump the skin, and it pairs really well under makeup. I would have a lot of makeup artists test this on my skin, ask them how it felt when makeup was going on on top of it. So it was really fun. The testing process was a really big part of my role in the business. So those two, the three
1: products, yep. And they work together and it's just the Covey routine. I love that, especially the names. Like I know it's not yeah. even the product, but I think that takes so much out. Even this weekend, I was with one of my best friends who's also like in the influencer space and gets sent the stuff all the time. And she asked me, she's like, do I put a serum on before I put a moisturizer on like the steps? And that really yeah. is like, no one knows. So I love that exactly. so much. Where can they find the products? Uh, you can go to CoveySkin.com and then Covey, our
0: Instagram, we have Instagram checkout there. So those are the best places to find us. Amazing. And then where can they find you? I'm Emily DiDonato on Instagram. I think I'm Donato Emily on TikTok and Emily
1: Donato on YouTube. I'm on all the things. So yeah. Love that. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much to Emily for coming on. Before we sign off, we are going to listen to our first listener voicemail. Hey, Kenzie. So I am 23 years old and I've literally never lived out of the state that I live in. And I want to move, but it's like, do I risk financial stability for like a fun life? You know what I mean? What do you suggest that I do? I think I should just, you know, move. Help. What comes to mind when I hear you talk about this is let's say you don't do anything and it's a year or two from now and you're still in the exact same position that you were in before, right? So while obviously moving and finding a job is really difficult. I would maybe just really focus on saving up a lot of money right now. I would work really hard. I would save as much money as possible. And then I would try to secure a job before moving. If you're able to save enough money to where it gives you like a little bit of a cushion in between, I think that's even better. But I would just be applying to jobs nonstop and working really, really, really hard. I always say if you have the opportunity to move away from where you've lived or your hometown at some point, it's so worth it. Like obviously... I'm back in my home city at least, but I moved away for four and a half, five years and it was such a great decision for me and it was really hard. Obviously to work really hard, but it was definitely worth it. I think anything worth doing, there's a risk involved, there's fear involved. Just because you're fearful or nervous or anxious about something, it doesn't mean that it's the wrong move, right? I would recommend doing it. I would go for it. Life is too short, you know? Best of luck. Please keep me updated on the situation. All right, guys, that is it for today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed Let me know what you think about our latest outro. And if you guys have a cute little segment name, that's even better. Let me know who you guys want me to record with in LA. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, the podcast, all that stuff. Leave a nice rating and review if you guys want. I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you next Thursday.